All right, friend, you made it. You made it to the Wednesday edition of Bible Tract Echoes. We are halfway through the week. You're on the downhill side of the hill. It's time to swing into the weekend, be excited about going to church this Sunday. I hope this program today finds you well, finds you encouraged, finds you joyful in the joy of the Lord. I hope the broadcast today is edifying and encouraging. We will be in the book of Galatians in just a few moments, the epistle to the churches of Galatia written by Paul. We'll be there in just a few moments. Before we get there, though, I'd like to talk to you about a gospel tract, a Bible tract that we print and distribute and send all over the world from our ministry here, Bible Tracts Incorporated here in Bloomington, Illinois. Now, you may have no idea what a Bible tract is. Really, a Bible tract is simply a short, simple, written gospel presentation of why you and I need a Savior, who that Savior is, and how we can accept that Savior as our personal King. Now, I have a gospel track with me. This one right here is entitled, Seriously Speaking, You May Be Sincerely Wrong. Again, it says, Seriously Speaking, you may be sincerely wrong. On the front cover, it has a gentleman that's sitting there pondering, almost looking like the thinking man has his chin in his hand and he's thinking about something. And seriously speaking, you may be sincerely wrong. What a title that is. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that I have been fond of arguing. Now, we are talking about the track. This is just by way of illustration. When I was a younger man, a younger boy, really, with my brothers, we would enjoy debating with each other. Now, it was less about the friction and the irritation and frustration with each other, at least normally. It was more about the mental exercise of debating with each other. We would pick one side or another of a topic, and we would duke it out with our mental prowess and expertise and try to prove the other person wrong. Normally, it didn't work out too well. It was kind of like politics today. Nobody got anywhere, but we had fun doing it. But there would be times, because we would sharpen our mental abilities against each other, that we would venture out into the world, maybe a youth group activity or a teen activity of some sort, and a disagreement, maybe over we enjoyed sports, so maybe it was over sports or different things like that, would come up, and we would begin a debate. And a friend of ours observed to my brother, my middle brother, Caleb, we, and I'll preface it by saying this, we once told our mom that uh, we could see ourselves being lawyers just because we enjoyed arguing so much. But be that as it may, a friend of ours as a teenager observed to my brother Caleb and said, man, you seem to be somehow never wrong, never wrong. And my brother very astutely observed that it was because of this. He told his teenage friend that the reason it appears that I'm never wrong is that I only argue about things that I'm completely sure of. Well, that's a smart way to not lose an argument. Only argue about things you are sure of. But here's the problem. What happens when you think you're sure of something? What happens when a sincerely held belief is proven wrong? Seriously speaking? You may be sincerely wrong. The inside of this track points out that we need to be sure we are right. 
It says, can one be saved from hell and go to heaven by sincerely trusting in good works and religion? It points out that sincerity alone is not what counts. You'd better be sure about your answer. Why are you going to heaven when you die? Is it your good works? Is it your sincerity? Is it your religion? This tract right here will help explain all of that and more. You can pick it up at BibleTracksInc.org. The announcer at the end of the program today will tell you much more about it. If you'd like to, you can grab an entire sample packet of one each of every single track that we put out around the world. We just sent some of our tracks to Zambia, to New Zealand, to Ireland. We're sending some tracks to Malawi here very soon. If you don't know where Malawi is, it's in Africa. But we're sending them all over the place, and we'd ask for your support. If you'd consider helping us out, of course, our tracks are free, as the Lord provides. We've been taking the Word of God to all the world for over 80 years and counting. Praise God for that. The only way we can do that is by the generous giving of God's people. Now let's turn our attention to the Bible study today. The book of Galatians, chapter 1. As I pointed out yesterday, we have officially gotten one word into this study. Galatians 1 and verse number 1 says what? It says this, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. With that first word, we see Paul. He's the author. He's the human pen of this book, of this epistle, this letter to the churches of Galatia. Then we see an apostle. We see what his status was, his occupation, who he was, his spiritual standing. And then we see his authority. What does it say? What does Paul say? Not of men, neither by man but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Why was Paul doing what he was doing? Why was he writing this particular book at this particular time to these particular people? Because Jesus Christ and God the Father wanted him to. Now, here's how I've broken down this first chapter. Here's how I've outlined it. Verses 1 through 5, we look at the man, meaning Paul, the man and the authority that he has because of God. The man and his authority, or rather God's authority. Then we look at verses 6 through 10, and we see the mistakes of another gospel. Now, what is this other gospel, the another gospel that we're talking about here? We'll speak about that very soon if we ever get past the first word of Galatians 1.1. Then we see verses 11 through 20. Here's what the thought is. How did Paul's message arrive? How did Paul's message, the message that he's giving to the churches of Galatia, how did it arrive? And then verses 21 through 24 we see the amazing truth that God can take a murderer and make him an apostle. I mentioned yesterday that Paul was an incredibly wicked and evil man before he accepted Christ as his personal savior. He literally was a part of the beating, imprisonment, and the death of Christians. Imagine that. Imagine God being willing to use someone like that. If we're not too careful, we put down everyone else's sin because they might not sin just like us, and we forget the fact that you and I are sinners all the same. 
Yes, Paul, before his conversion, was a heinous sinner. But friend, can I tell you that you and I stand before God just as guilty of judgment, just as guilty of sin as Paul ever was. And so as we dive into this chapter, we see here that Paul, an apostle. Now, what is an apostle? That's a great question. Let's look at that. Is an apostle the same thing as a disciple? Also, a great question if I do say so myself. And the answer is no. They are so very similar, but there are differences. What are the requirements for being an apostle? What are the requirements for being a disciple? Well, first, let's look at the requirements for a disciple. A disciple has two main requirements. Number one, they must be converted. They must accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And then number two, they must make a decision to follow Christ. Do you recall what Peter and James and John and all of these different disciples, the 12 disciples did? Well, they decided to follow Christ. They became disciples. But at what point did they become apostles? Well, to become an apostle, there is one more thing. Now, let me preface this by saying there are no today, there are no living apostles. They all passed away some 2,000 years ago. But here's how Paul and those 12 disciples became apostles and why Paul could consider himself an apostle. An apostle means sent one. So what does that mean? Paul, as well as the 12 disciples, were personally sent by Jesus Christ. He was the one that gave them their personal commission. Now, do we all have a great commission found at the end of the book of Mark? Absolutely. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Absolutely. Each and every one of us should be partaking in that and using gospel tracts, Bible tracts is a great way to do that. But Paul could claim for himself this title of apostle. Now, you must understand that this was a high and lofty title because there were not many people alive at this time that could claim to be an apostle. So, we have this man, Paul. He was a wicked man before he was saved. But he was a hardworking man after he was saved. He was a willing man to do the difficult things such as confronting Peter face to face because Peter was dabbling in some heretical teaching. But then we see Paul claim to be an apostle. Now you say, hold on a second. Paul became a Christian after Jesus Christ had already ascended up to heaven. And you would be correct. That's an astute observation. But... If you recall on the Damascus Road, Paul was accosted by, you could say, by God himself. He was literally witnessed to by Jesus. What an amazing privilege Paul had there to be given the opportunity to be an apostle by God himself. And he took that responsibility, that title, very importantly. Now, we're going to come to the end of our study today, and we're going to get 
more than three words into the book of Galatians tomorrow. I promise. Tomorrow brings us to the Thursday edition of Bible Track Echoes. I pray that you'll join us. It's been such a privilege to talk to you today. I pray that you have a great day for his glory. And let me ask you this. If you would, if you're on social media, would you engage with Bible Tracks Incorporated on social media? Would you find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter? Follow those pages, like, comment, share, spread the word about what we are trying to do to take the word of God to all the world. You must understand that we have a great responsibility to reach a world of seven plus billion people. We need your help. Help us out on Facebook. Also, as I mentioned previously, if you would consider taking the time to find us on our website, BibleTracksInc.org, you can order some of our Bible tracks. You can order a sample packet. You can give towards the effort and work that we do here. We would absolutely love to partner with you. God bless. Have a great day for his glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.